Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and our listeners all around the world. Just a point of information, when we say all around the world, that's exactly what we mean. According to our data, we have listeners in 121 of the 197 countries the United Nations says that there are. And spread across those 120 countries, we have listeners in 1,777 centers, cities, I'm sorry. And uh, so we're just about worldwide. However, question, how do you measure the success of your PR project? Needless to say, you must have a system to collect the data that reveals how your project performed and if your predetermined objectives were achieved. Well, worry no more, we have an answer for you today. My guest today is Sasha Duku. She is with Crenshaw Communications and she joins us today from Gainesville, Florida. Sasha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Peter. How are you? I'm doing just great. Um, Now, you recently had an article published that clearly outlines the five key performance indicators or KPIs essential for any public relations program to determine its success. So let's identify each one of those indicators and then why is that important and how does one go about collecting the data from those as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I think whenever you're starting off a a PR campaign with a client, it's essential to have sort of a benchmark for PR performance to help you quantify and qualify those results. So when we think of the five KPIs, it's really about firstly, earned media mention, second, potential reach, third, share of voice, fourth, website traffic and referrals, and fifth, social media engagement. And overall, these five KPIs are able to measure your the success of your program and uh, help you to align best with your clients. Mm-hmm. So then, now well, let's talk about earned media mentions. Let's go into a wee bit of detail about how one goes about determining uh, earned media. Absolutely. So earned media is essentially the coverage you get from the PR relationship you have with an agency, right? So it's whatever articles, podcasts, broadcast segments that really carry out the most weight when it comes to PR KPI. So they are essential to the program. Um, this coverage could you know, appear online. It could appear in print. So it's really about evaluating the, the value of it and seeing how powerful it is um, to build media awareness, to build that credibility for the brand and to get your client the visibility they need. Um, and when we looked at the, the brand for lead generation opportunities, it, it can help move the needle in terms of driving them to, driving their customers to them. Mm-hmm. One of the things when you uh, mentioned a particularly earned media is that not too long ago, we actually had a, another guest on the show, um, the guy who uh, created, if you will, Propel, PRM, which is the public relations management tool that specifically helps you collect data on your earned media mentions. Uh, so mm-hmm. Propel, it's uh, obviously they've got the uh, uh, complete version that, that costs so much per month, but they also have a free version. So 
to help people get this information because you have to have some way to collect this information. Propel Meter is certainly one of those uh, tools that one should, uh, you should perhaps have at hand. And there are a number of others, but I just wanted to bring that to listeners' attention since uh, they were a guest on the show not long ago. Do you have any particular tools that you use for uh, earned, uh, to track earned media? There are a variety of them out there. Um, we've used TrendKite, we've used Meltwater, um, there's also Signal AI, so quite a few tools out there. It really just depends on what you're trying to value for the client and, and what works best for you in terms of usability. Okay, all right. Now, you also mentioned potential reach as another one of those KPIs. Talk a bit about that. Absolutely. So it, the potential reach is it, a media placement is only as good as the, the number of people who've viewed the piece, right? So when we're looking at potential reach, it's the number of people who've read, it, read your article, who've listened to your podcast or your broadcast recording, and, um, and it really spans the array of, of coverage in terms of social media, website, page views. So it, it's really holistic in that sense. And it provides a, the a, a greatest credibility because you're looking at maybe it's a website, the unique visitors monthly. Um, this is who could essentially extend the value of your earned media coverage. Um, so it, it's really strong for visibility. So in terms of collecting the data from that, uh, folks uh, have to have a, a number of different tools or at least the platforms that they have to go to to check the data on that. Is that right to collect that information? Yes. Absolutely. So we've used tools like SimilarWeb, SEMrush, um, there's also HypeStat. So a, quite a, a variety of tools out there to help you track the reach and, and how many people are actually viewing your articles. You've used a number of them. Do you find any particular tool is better than another simply because it provides more information or more accurate information? Overall, um, the data is pretty valid across the board. Um, we typically use similar web, and then there there are some smaller blogs that don't appear on similar web, so we've used Hypestop instead in those occasions. Um, but between the two of them, you should definitely be able to to get the potential reach for any okay. publication. Now you have another one here. It's called Share of Voice. Uh, let's talk a bit, a bit about exactly what that is and how one obviously collects that data. Yes, so share of voice is, is really looking at your media coverage overall. So it could include earned media coverage, it may include paid media coverage if that's a metric you're, you're measuring as well. Um, so it, it's really holistic and all-encompassing in that sense. And the great thing about the share of voice tools is that they could look at coverage across brands. You can easily um, include your client as well as their competitors to see who, who share a voice is better, how we're tracking um, against those main players in the industry. So it's a really strong tool for, for us as PR pros because um, it includes the, the volume of the reach of the coverage as well as factors like the domain authority. And when I say domain authority, I mean the search engine ranking of a piece of coverage. So even though, for example, your competitor may have gotten six pieces of coverage, um, you've gotten three, perhaps the domain authority drove up your share of voice coverage compared to your competitor just because it had a higher search engine ranking. Mm -hmm. Now, this is probably just a, 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 an idea that came to my mind as I'm listening to this. 
the size of the project that people are putting on that they need a measurement for, have you looked into how big a, the project should be or how small it should not be to uh, put these um, measurement tools into action? It all depends on the timeline you're looking for. So we've done multiple campaigns that are three to six month campaigns where we just look at the share of voice for, for that period. If we're looking for something that's that's a little more smaller, so if maybe it'd be a, run, a one month run for a campaign, then we'll look at, at a month timeline. So obviously your share of voice a month for a campaign versus six months will be a little smaller. So it really depends on, on you just aligning with the clients and understanding their needs. Okay. And, and, and I guess that brings up another question when you say aligning with the clients. Now, are the clients comfortable with or understand all these various indicators? Do they ask these questions or you do you just present this information to them as you say, we'll find here's the success we've had and, and uh, here are the numbers to validate where you where your reach got you to? That's a really great point, Peter. It's really about proving our value. So so when we look at, at these KPIs, a lot of the times our clients maybe have heard of one or two of them, um, but we try to present everything that we put forth with these KPIs in mind um, as we prove our value in PR and, and you know, just kind of get, do, our, do some PR for ourselves in that sense. Mm -hmm. Now, is, have you determined, is there a difference between, let's say, a, a client that happens to be a nonprofit organization as compared to one that's a profit-driven corporation? Any differences there? Yes, sometimes in terms of how they prioritize their their KPIs. So a nonprofit may want to look at more website traffic and referrals from an earned media piece, while a um, a for profit organization may care more about um, social engagement or earned media coverage. So it really um, again comes back to just aligning with them, ensuring that we're benchmarking towards the KPIs that they care most about and are important to their organizational goals. Okay. Now, you've also got here uh, website traffic and referrals. Just talk a bit about that. Yes. So this is really looking at your client's Google Analytics for their website and, and tracking any backlinks from a media placement. So it's Say, let's say we got an earned media coverage in CNN and it includes uh, a mention of the client with their website link. So any, any backlinks from that link that are driving readers to your company's website is really essential here. Um, and when we look at major placements in, in high demand authority um, publications, we may see website traffic spikes during that time if we look at your client, the client's Google Analytics. So it's really important to um, sort of pinpoint the backlinks when we can, but it's important to note as well that not all publications do include backlinks. A lot of them have policies now where they just don't include uh, websites to your client's site on their page. It's just something they do. So uh, it, it, it's just important to note that as well and, and make it clear to the client that even though they, they may have gotten a, a big public, a bigger in media placement, they may not see that spike in traffic. Mm -hmm. You know, as, as I listen to a range of these things, I just think about some of the things that, that people do to promote an event or, or activity of some kind. Uh, you know, even such a small thing, such as uh, handing out flyers because it's, it, it's going to be an outdoor event sometime in the near future. Is there a particular area that uh, or category that you would put that under, you know, flyer distribution, so to speak? 
I think that would more fall under the engagement KPI, which is the fifth one. So looking at um, your measuring the month over month social engagement, whether that's like a, a flyer in hand or, or just posting on social media as well. So just getting the word out there and, and creating visibility around your event. And and one of the other people we had on this show maybe a, a couple of years ago was uh, Katie Payne, uh, the, the measurement queen, uh, as she calls herself, is that, uh, you know, sometimes you can create your own uh, measurement tool based on what it is you're going to do to, to try to generate traffic or get exposure. Have you run across those circumstances? Yes, absolutely. And I'm very familiar with Katie, and she sure is the measurement queen. <laughs> um, so, yes, we, we've run into instances where we've had clients that want us to create a metric just based on um, certain factors of an earned media placement. So, for example, um, we created like a, a specific metric that just looked at how strong a media placement was based on whether, for example, their name was in the headline of the piece, whether there was a backlink in the article, um, and also whether we had an executive quoted in it. So these are all factors that you can weigh with your client, and if it's something that's important to them, just absolutely you can you can make your own metric and and um, and ensure that it's clear across the board. Mm-hmm. Now, have uh, have you had an opportunity to take this information or present this information to people in the C-suite? Let's talk about the levels of people in an organization that want this information because obviously there might be, uh, let's say, a product, uh, a product manager as compared to the uh, uh, vice president of a division. Have, where are the different levels where you've presented this kind of information to, to clients? Yeah, so typically we're working with the marketing team for an organization, but they do report back to the CEO and the rest of the C-suite. So I think it's really important that they have an understanding of the value of the, these KPIs and they can accurately report it back to, to the C-suite. Um, for a lot of our clients now, they're, they've asked us to just create KPI trackers. So we're sort of seeing this shift in the industry instead of making your monthly report or a quarterly report where you're just kind of like throwing a, a deck together with some visuals and, and just a lot of qual- qualitative um, content. They want um, they wanted to, to quantify it a little more. So they're asking us for metrics trackers where we sort of like align with key KPIs and, and how we're tracking against key themes we, we may have presented in our PR plan. So um, we're definitely seeing, seeing sort of this shift into more metrics-driven behavior. Mm-hmm. Now, have you used, because when we talk about uh, measuring, let's say, uh, earned media or even media placements, have you used outside organizations uh, that can track media placements, uh, you know, media monitoring organizations, so to speak? Or do you just use uh, tools on your computer or a combination thereof? Yes, primarily they're, they're just tools that we have um, as an agency, but there are occasions, especially with broadcast, for example, where we've used tools like TVIs to get the full media clip. Um, so it, it just really depends on, on um, what you're trying to find in terms of that or in media mm-hmm. coverage. And I, and I ask that because, uh, again, I guess a while back I did have uh, one of the media monitoring companies, several of them, I've had Burrell's and another one on, and they mm-hmm. can track this information, whether it's uh, here in the U.S. or in a foreign country. 
So oh, nice. in terms of, uh, as I said, uh, getting earned media or uh, in it, that sort of coverage, do they have the tools to, to do that? And I'm just wondering, had you guys ever used that and uh, engaged any of that, that level company based on some, some projects you've been involved in? Yeah, for the most part, we're looking at primarily U.S. coverage. Um, some of our clients do have international agencies, so they're tracking that more U.K. or or um, Deutschland coverage in, in those areas. But, yes, those tools would be effective if we, if we were tracking global coverage. Okay. Now, let me ask you, uh, now, you mentioned we've talked about five indicators here. Have you, are there any other uh, uh, indicators, performance indicators that you've used that we have not talked about? I think these are the key ones for now. Um, I would say that with potential reach, yes, like like UVM sort of falls under there. Um, and when we look at reach as well, sometimes we could also segment the domain authority for a website out. Um, so domain authority essentially is, is a, a tool that you use, and it measures the domain of a website from zero to 100, and um, a lot of the good websites sort of fall in the 80 to 100 range, um, and we consider tier two anything like 50 to, to 79. So when you're looking at those as well, that, that could be bridged out as its own sort of metric. Mm-hmm. Well, Sasha, you provided the listeners with an awful lot of indication in our brief time here. Has uh, Is there anything that we perhaps should have covered that we did not cover thus far? I think we got all of the key essentials out there. I, I will leave listeners with this. Um, when we look at KPIs, it, it's really essential that we're looking at our, our clients' SMART goals, right? So we're, we want to um, make sure they're specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Time so um, just ensuring there's clear alignment across the board, and we've got our buy-in in terms of the metrics we're measuring and, and their understanding as well because we could throw all the numbers out there in the world but if the client doesn't understand it um, that's a, a problem in itself so just just making sure um, we're as clear as possible and and there's um, there's some understanding there well good well Sasha let me thank you so very very much for uh, joining us here today on the uh, public relations review podcast and I'd certainly like to uh, thank my listeners also for um, uh, joining in. And uh, if you've enjoyed the show, we'd certainly like to get a great review from you. And also, you might want to share this uh, episode with your uh, your friends and colleagues as well. And if you'd ever like to uh, contact us with some ideas that you'd like to, uh, some topics you'd like to hear us cover, uh, you can go to our Public Relations Review website, Public, Re- Public Relations Review podcast website. And uh, you can find out how to contact us there. So, again, thank you so very much for listening. Thank my guest, uh, Sasha Duku with Crenshaw Communications. And be sure to give us a listen on the next edition of the Public Relations Review Podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.